Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Conversation Earn, where we'll be covering everything Ashes. Now, it's been a while, hasn't it, Addy? I know everyone's excited over here. How's things looking on your end? Well, yes, it is Ashes, the, the biggest of the biggest in the cricketing world. Um, maybe it's surpassed by the World Cup, but definitely the most historic competition in our game, and maybe one of the most historic in the whole sporting world, uh, to be honest. The last time it was held it was here in England when Australia drew um, with England 2-0 but it meant that they retained the Ashes, first decided to do that in England since 2001 when uh, I think Vicky Ponting was captain uh, along with Steve Waugh, it was that sort of era and they, um, they took the urn home and the last time that England played in Australia well, I think um, the ending was a symbol of the series they had um, because Joe Root uh, was left hospitalised because of dehydration, diarrhea and vomiting at the end of the fifth test match. And that was really after a pretty dismal performance and a pretty horrendous tour for them as they lost five zilch um, last time round. But we're all looking forward to Of course, the, um, it's gotten a lot colder here and so... This would provide some respite from the cold to um, watch England hopefully take on Australia, not succumb to the might of Australia. And when you're playing Australia, actually, this is a thing that's been echoed throughout all the podcasts and articles I've been reading. It's not just playing Australia, the cricket team. It's playing the whole crowd. It's playing everybody. I mean, <laughs> I heard on the tail end of this podcast, Jimmy Anderson saying that... Um, he went out to dinner with Stuart Broad and an Australian fan walked up to them and said, I wish you the worst of luck. So it's a whole different form of cricket. It's almost like you're living a different life for six weeks with these cricketers. But it will be entertaining as ever. Just to look at you know, how it's all started. Of course, as we know, it's really been marred and masked by the stuff happening outside the cricket field. We have the Azim Rafiq story here in the UK, which continues to uh, boil under the flame, I think is the term, um, with Yorkshire sacking 16 staff um, this week. Australia, Karthik? Yeah, I think it was this series that was going to define Tim Payne's captaincy. After the two home losses to India, he really needed something that was going to show for his time at the top. I do think it's really unfortunate that he had to go the way he did, however it was a correct action that needed to be taken. He did take a break from all forms of cricket and I think that's good at this point in time because he should be putting himself and his family first after all of the press coverage on him. Having said that, I think it'll be a really well thought out series with both teams coming into it with a bit of uncertainty. On to the England squad, Adi. Yeah, so the last time England came down here, um down here, down there, to Australia, down under. They returned, bruised and battered is the way I've put it here, after a 5-0 drubbing. Now this time round, there aren't a bucket full of confidence either in this team, um, but they will certainly put up a fight for the Australians, who aren't at the peak of their powers uh, themselves. In terms of the squad, they have, at the top of the order, Rory Burns, um, who will have to be the leader at the top of the order. He's now the most experienced um, in this lineup. Um, Haseeb Hamid, who impressed in the India series. 
Dawid Milan, who of course we all know made his only test century um, at the Ashes Series last time. I don't know exactly which ground at, um, but he likes Australian conditions. We might see him come to light again. As that Crawley is the backup at, at the top, the middle order is with Joe Root, Ollie Pope, Johnny Bairstow, uh, Dan Lawrence, Joss Butler, and of course Superman Ben Stokes is back. With the bowlers, you have the spin of Jack Leach and Don Bess. Jack Leach um, is all but confirmed to play in the 11, and we will be looking forward to see how he adapts to the, um, the bouncy conditions for spinners in Australia. And there's a lot of pace as well in James Anderson, Stuart Paul, the two old war horses, along with Ollie Robinson and Mark Wood, Chris Wokes and Craig Overton. I think they will miss uh, Joffa Archer because ever since he sprung on the England stage, he was destined to come to Australia and to breathe fire on those hard, bouncy wickets that will support pace. And that's what he, his bowling personified what, in, what England needed in Australia. Sadly, they'll miss both his services and that of the fellow fast bowler, Ollie Stone. That said, they do have disciplined bowling attack. You know, Ollie Robinson, he is, um, is ever improving. He was excellent in the series uh, against India at home this summer. Uh, he's played in Australia before. He looks like he really wants to um, show his best out there. You know, Anderson and Board, they've... They've been on many, 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 many Australian tours, um, and over the second test being a pink ball one at Adelaide, and the possibility of the fifth test match being a, a day-nighter as well. Um, for those not aware, there are, because of the Omicron variant and concerns about COVID, the fifth test match at Perth might be moved to Sydney, I believe, or either they'll go to Melbourne, where they have another day-nighter. So... That could work into the hands of England, um, and uh, Jack Leach will have a big role to play. But I think all English fans and the English um, management will be delighted by the return of Ben Stokes because he definitely bolsters their ball, uh, their bowling. He's a guy who comes in and he changes things. He's the man who can get you two or three wickets. And when all seems but lost at 200 for two in, when Smith is nearing a century, he can come in, he can bowl a sharp beautiful overspell and he can really attend the tides of the game. So uh, his return is massive. Karthik, what do you think of this squad? Yeah, I think it's a, a really inexperienced squad, what England has put out, um, especially with their batsmen, I think. I mean, Rory Burns and Hasib Hamid at the top. Um, Rory Burns has quite a few test matches, but Hasib Hamid only a handful. Uh, Rory Burns, he has an average of 32, but um, I don't think England can afford for Joe Root to be walking in, you know, 40 for 2, 35 for 2. Like, how many times have we seen that when they come to Australia? And I think a lot of that will be resting on Rory Burns. However, you did mention David Milan and uh, his 100 that he scored here. He scored it in Perth. Uh, he, I, I think he likes those bouncy pitches. I think he'll do well in the first test match on Wednesday at the Gabba because it's sort of a similar wicket. 
Having said that, I think this Ashes tour will be determined by the middle order and which middle order performs better. So in England you have Joe Root, Ben Stokes, Johnny Bairstow, Pope and Lawrence. You immediately see Root and Stokes, the two household names of the English team, but Root has never really performed here before and I think it will be his last opportunity to do so. He's never scored a hundred here and for England to win either he or Ben Stokes who has been lacking cricket experience recently have to have the Smith type series that he had in England scoring 700 plus runs. On the other hand you do have the bowlers which look really good for England barring any more injuries so you have Broad and Anderson I think they'll be on load, load management but both of which will be able to harness the day night conditions really well with the swinging ball. I think we all remember the last MCG test match with Anderson and that battle he had with Smith under lights. Ollie Robinson, I think he's also going to be really pivotal. He hits the deck hard and has been compared to Hazelwood before. So it'll be interesting to see who gets more wickets. In terms of their chance and what they can do, I don't think we're expecting much of this team. Of course, their key players are going to be Joe Boot, um, the number one ranked batsman in the uh, test game. He was in sublime form of his life, really, uh, in the summer here in England. And for, for England to have any sort of success, they'll need to put up big totals, and that will be underpinned by the Captain Joe's performances. He's admitted that this series will define him as a captain. Um, and, you know, that's just a series that they are always very difficult for English captains and for Australian captains when they come here because the whole the whole year is built up to this and how you do here. So Joe Root could end up being a hero or could have to hide behind the curtains um, as England maybe fail. I'm sorry to say that. But what do I expect? When I think they will win one match. But I think it's going to be... Hmm, I'm going to say... 3-1 to Australia, which is a lot better than the, the potential final. Um, and the particular 11, I'm going to go for Burns and Hasiba Mead to open the batting. David Milan at 3, Root at 4, Stokes at 5. It's going to be at Bairstow Pope, Bairstow Pope at um, 6. I'm going to go for Bairstow for the first test match, just because I feel... He probably does a little bit better against the bounce. Dan Lawrence doesn't need to play, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, at seven, paces. Ooh. Now the question here is, do you save Anderson for the pink baller? So that's what's going to be playing on their mind. I think they have to pick Robinson and Leach. And then they'll probably go for... I think they'll go for Mark Wood, Stuart Broad. I think that's a very harsh call on James Anderson, but I can't see any room for him because they really need Mark Wood. Unless Mark Wood's not fit, then of course James Anderson can come into play. That's my 11. Um, now let's move on to Australia uh, with Karthik. Yeah, I think there's been a real buzz for the Ashes over here. It's been sort of always been the marquee series, and I think even the public they expect Australia to win this so after those two losses in a row to India uh, what is it 2-1 yeah 2-1 both times I think this is the series that Australia has to win 
they're coming up against an inexperienced England side who have well we don't know yet but you can assume they sort of lost it India as well they two big names Joe Roots never been never performed in Australia Ben Stokes hasn't played a lot of cricket recently apart from the bowlers of England I think Australia match up really well against everything and if they don't win this one I think whatever confidence is remaining in the Australian cricket team for the public will be lost because Australia has always been that hard-fought team with always that gritty team resilient but we haven't really seen that in recent times and I think that's something that the Australian public really misses yeah looking at the 11 um Looks pretty decent, no real surprises there, except maybe Travis Head instead of Bisman Kawaja. That said, if you did play Bisman Kawaja, you can't really play him at five. Um, in terms of just what I think about Australia, uh, very quickly before I pass on to you, C. Smith being made the vice captain, uh, C. Smith will have a big role to play. I know there's a few murmurs and a few angry people at Smith being given the job including the venerable Ian Chappell. But I do think people learn, and his role will be probably the biggest captain's job has ever been in Australian cricket history, because Pat Cummins is the first fast bowler to be the captain of Australia, of all time at least. So him, in case he's injured or if he's tired, Steve Smith will be running a lot of the play. Uh, and Labuschagne and Smith, they are the bedrock of this Australian batting effort um, that they're going to put up. Uh, David Warner is in some good nick after the T20 World Cup. Um, and this is a big chance for Alex Carey. He's been out the team, hasn't been able to get the chance to play. And if he can shine on debut, I think it is, um, it will be amazing. Um, and we might quickly forget the whole pain story. Like I said, they're probably going to win 3-1, but the key players are going to be Steve Smith and a captain, skipper, Pat Cummins. He is just such a relentless, accurate, and he's such a disciplined bowler. Um, and Josh Hazelwood takes the, at this part, is most disciplined over Pat Cummins. He's such an all-round bowler. You can bowl even with a 79 over old ball. Um, I can't wait to see how he does as captain, and of course we'll talk about it throughout the series here on the Conversation Earn on the Demon Cricket Podcast. Right back to you guys. Thanks, Addy. Um, you look at the top order for Australia for this first Test match: David Warner, Marcus Harris, and um, Minus Labuschagne. I think David Warner is going to be key. I think if he can get off to that fast start that he usually does, and I think didn't he score a first session hundred sometime yeah I think I think we'll be needing some of that um, Marcus Harris he's still young inexperienced he's done well in at the state level and um, I think he needs to have a real good innings of substance I think in the first test match to up his confidence a bit heading into the rest of the series minus Labuschagne we all know what he can do um, especially at home he's um, He's had a lot of first-class preparation, and I think he'll do well and also be a really good protection for Steve Smith before he comes in, sort of wearing off the new ball. Middle order, as I said before, is going to be where the series is won or lost. 
You have in the middle order Steve Smith, Travis Head, or Kawaja, and Cameron Green. So Kawaja has been left out for this test first test match. Um, I think Steve Smith, we all know what he does. Travis Head, he's been lacking a bit of form in recent years, but he's going to have to do well in this first or second test match before they start reshuffling it immediately because that's what of the that's sort of what the Australian cricket board does. I think Cameron Green, he's always been a batting prodigy ever since he was a child and he showed his class I think against India last time especially in the last few test matches when it was clear that they were going to lose. So I think Cameron Green has found his place at number six, and he's also a really good gully fieldsman, which will come in handy. On to the bowlers. Uh, you continue to have the big three fast bowlers for Australia, Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins, and they also have the reserves of Michael Nessa and Jai Richardson. So I've heard some people complaining about why Mitchell Stark has been picked. I think for the first 10-15 overs I think if he has one really good spell I think his confidence will go miles and he's sort of a match winner that you sort of always need but you never know when he's going to perform so I think if you want to go for consistency you'd either pick Jai Richardson but Mitchell Stark he has been picked I think they'll give him the first few test matches but if he doesn't perform I think they'll get in Jai Richardson and Michael Nisa as well because Michael Nisa can bat pretty well on the spinner side of it, you have Nathan Lyon and Mitch Swepson, but they've gone with Nathan Lyon still. Um, yeah, we've we all sort of know what Nathan Lyon does. He's he's on 399 Test wickets still because they he couldn't get it against India. I think Stark and him have a good combination because Stark creates a lot of footholds, which Nathan Lyon aims at. So I think it's a well-rounded bowling attack for Australia overall. I think it's slightly got the edge over England, but we never know. And finally, let's preview the first test match at the Gavatoir, as Kevin Peterson called it in 2013. The fortress was breached by uh, the one and only Indian team of uh, 2021, uh, with Bishop Pant and Shubman Gill and Jiteshwar Pujara on that last day effort. Um, it's been a while since then, hasn't it? Um, but it will be lovely to see how this all pans out at the first test match. Um, there will be a lot to bounce, of course, on the Brisbane wicket. I believe, however, that the weather forecast, it because of Storm El Nino, or El Nino, um, might be a little bit of rain and overcast skies, which will play into the hands of England, given their 130 clicks bowlers and the type of bowling that they bowl but um, I think a big point is day one of an Ashes Test match and day one of the Ashes series it's such a big event first things first the first move is so important because what happens on day one and whoever wins the first Test match they have a massive psychological advantage going in as we move on with the series and that's it for the preview of the Ashes uh, 2021 2022 of course we've raised the episode both years because that's how the office summer works um, we will see you then at the end of the first test match at Brisbane um, we'll release an episode on Sunday or Monday I think 
Uh, but Karthik enjoyed the game, um, uh, whilst I quibble here in the cold, and we will see you next time. Thank you everybody, and enjoy the ashes. <laughs>